welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we continue learning Hovos Halevavot, Duties of the Heart by Rabbi Bahia Ibn Pakuda. We're in the chapter of repentance. As we're speaking right now, we're beginning the month of Elul, which is a beautiful month that Hashem gives to us right before the high holidays on the month of Tishrei. This is the last month of the year, of the Jewish year. And it's contained with a lot of spirituality and a lot of, uh, of uh, empowerment to be able to connect to Hashem and to really do Teshuvah, return to who we really are. It's a month of searching. It's a month of accounting. It's a month of, 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 of evolving, of growing, of changing. It's a month in which we should look at ourselves last year and say at this time, Am I better today than what I was last year at this time? And uh, if the answer is yes, then I salute you and continue going from, from strength to strength to, to evolving into the beautiful person that you are meant to be, that who you are, that has to come out. And if you're not, then it's never too late. We can always work our way through. And that's why I'm here. And these classes are here are to help you be able to find that beautiful spark that you have within you. So today, Rabbi Pakuda uh, has a quandary. He's asking if, if a penitent, a person that is doing teshuva, is equal to a righteous person. Like when, once a person uh, does teshuva, he repents, he returns to who he is, really is. Is he equal? Is he considered equal to a righteous person that has not sinned? And so Rabbi Pakuda says that, yeah, there's one kind of penitent that is equal to a righteous person. And then there's a second type of penitent who becomes even superior to a righteous person. So the, the first one, the equal to a righteous person, he explains that um, the case is as follows. It says that imagine there's a person who, who has failed in his life to fulfill positive mitzvot uh, from, the, from the 248 positive mitzvahs, the things that we should be doing, and he has failed and not done some of them. And for example, tzitzit, lulav, tefillim, um, uh, keeping kosher, all these mitzvahs uh, that are not, uh, are not gonna, uh, cut the soul of a person that are retroactive that you can once you do teshuvah it's like you you kept them your whole life it's like a clean slate so he says here that um, when a person has been deficient in these uh, commandments uh, and he repents of this in his heart and with his tongue first he has to really acknowledge that he's not doing what he should be doing that he verbalizes it and then he changes, he goes the other way and he never uh, uh, goes back. For, a, for example, a person that is a balchuva, is a person that returnee, a person that grew up never keeping um, Sukkot, for example, the holiday of Sukkot. He, he grew up in a community where this was not something that he knew that you had to have a sukkah in your house and eat there. Like th this was a place where you went on Friday night on the shul and they did kiddush there or whatever. And this person becomes a balchuva and then he realizes he has to, for seven days, dwell in a sukkah and then and half of the time he cannot work. It's a yom tov. 
So, and he starts keeping this mitzvah of Sukkot. In his slate, this becomes like he has never uh, failed to keep this mitzvah. When he starts keeping this mitzvah, it's as if he has kept it his whole life. That's the, way, that's the power of the Shuvah. So he says here that the Creator then forgives him and he's the equal of a righteous person. He's the same as that person that has always sat on a sukkah. For, there's no difference for Hashem. And as, as our sages of blessed memory said, if one violates a positive precept, which does not carry with it the penalty of karet, karet is that it's such a bad, um, it, it happens when, when there's a, adultery, idol worship, or, or um, or blood, you kill someone uh, on purpose, then the, the, the soul is cut. So this is with mitzvahs that are not, that don't have this penalty. And he repents, before he can move from his place, he's forgiven. So it says that a person, when he does the shuvah, is like he never sinned. And so the explanation of the second case, which is a person that repents and he becomes even superior than a righteous person, this second case, uh, Rabbi Bakuda says, uh, imagine that a person violated one of the minor negative commandments. Negative commandments are things that we should abstain ourselves from, that we shouldn't do, like um, don't steal, don't kill, don't be a false witness. Uh, this is no, 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 no. The, the ones that are no, you have to run away from them. And the ones that are yes, you have to run and do them. So these are the negative ones. And he says that, that also they're not so bad that will create a karet in the soul. He then repents of this fully. For example, a person steals, for example, he stole. And he repents fully. He wants to really repent and never do it ever again. And he meets all the requirements of repentance. And he places his sin squarely before himself and confronts it. Is forever asking forgiveness for it and is mortified out of shame. So what it means is that this person, even if he never again steals from anybody else in his whole life, he, he returns, he changes his ways, he becomes a righteous human being. This sin is always going to be in front of him. It, even though he's forgiven, he's always going to feel ashamed about it. And so it says here, because uh, he's mortified out of shame before the Creator, fear of punishment pen penetrates his heart, and he's broken in spirit, always humble and lowly before God. So it says a person that commits one, a type like this, a type of sin that is like this, that repents and, and never does it again, he's always going to feel ashamed. He's always going to have this humbleness within him. And his sin does, becomes a cause of his humility and a, a precipitating force be, behind his efforts to dis, discharge his duties towards the Creator. And he does not in the least become prideful. He never will become prideful about his teshuvah. You know, he's always going to be humble about it. And this type of sinner who surpasses, will surpass the righteous person because he's a broken heart. He has a broken heart and, um, and he's always going to have that within himself. Hashem loves that. 
when there's a broken heart, so much light can go in. And so, for one cannot be sure that the righteous person will not become arrogant and haughty, proud of his achievements. So, a person that is keeping mitzvahs, he's doing the mitzvahs, he's never had a sin like this, he can become arrogant, he can become very haughty. But a person that has done something very wrong and he changes his ways, he's always going to carry that sense of, 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 of shame, of humility. And as the saying goes, there can be a sin more helpful to the penitent than all the upright deeds of the righteous. And there can be an upright deed more harmful to the righteous than all the sins of the, of the penitent. So a person that has shame will always be humble, and a person that is pride can end up sinning. So a righteous man once said to his, to his students, if you had no sins, I would fear for you on account of something worse than sin. So, yeah, we should not sin, we should try not to fall, but you know what? In a certain way, when a person sins and he comes back, he's, he, he's a better person. He's a better person than a person that never did it because he carries within himself this, this, this humbleness. But a person that has never sinned can become very arrogant. It's a, it's a danger. And so what could be worse than sin, they asked? Pride and pretension, haughtiness. This is the worst thing that can happen to a human being. And it was of this second kind of penitent that our masters of blessed memory said, where penitent stand perfectly righteous individuals cannot stand. This is in Berahot. Where a Balshuva stands, a Sadik cannot stand because he has to change so much within him. He has to really transform the negative nature that he has within himself to be able to, to be able to do this teshuva. So in the third instance, the righteous that is superior, the penitent had committed major offenses, violating negative uh, presets for which one is liable to the death penalty. Karet. So an example would be of such a major offense are the desecration of God's name. When you say God's name in vain, uh, when you blaspheme Hashem, uh, name swearing falsely and the like, he then repented of this violation and fulfilled all the conditions and requirements of repentance. So he did teshuva, he, he recognized he did something wrong, he has to change, he has to go the other way. Forgiveness is unattainable for him until he's tested in this world with what he can bear of suffering and is cleansed of this sin. So a person that does teshuva for something like that, of this caliber of a sin, of, of, of blaspheming Hashem's name, or adultery, or murder, one of these no-nos, or idol worship, this person, this penitent, is, is going to suffer in the world. Like, okay, he's doing teshuva, Hashem is going to forgive his transgression, but he has to clean it. There, there has to be a cleansing of it. And so he goes through it uh, through, through suffering. And if one violates, violates, this says in Yoma, a negative precept which carries within it the penalty of premature death or execution by judicial sentence, and then he repents, suffering, cleanses, and death atones, as it says. I will punish by the rod their transgressions, by plagues, by plagues their sins. This is in Tehillim. This sin will not be forgiven you until you die, Yerhiyahu. So death, 
in a certain way is a forgiveness of the sin. When it's such a grave sin, dying cleanses that sin. And so the righteous person who has not committed these offenses is undoubtedly superior than a person that has committed one of these offenses that are karet, that are, uh, that are like, because the damage that you have created, you cannot fix it. If you killed somebody, you can never bring that person back. If you, all this damage, it's, 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 it's not retroactive. In the other cases, you, the damage can be cleansed. But in these ones, it's such a big damage that only suffering will be able to cleanse the, the slate. And in this case, a righteous person that hasn't sinned will always be superior than a person that has committed this, this uh, level degree of sins. Okay? So I wish you a blessed week. And remember, live a little higher. Thank you.